Welcome to Playmakers. I'm your host, Haley Elwood, and we are just going to get right into it today because I am joined by CBS Sports lead NFL reporter, Tracy Wolfson. Tracy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for joining me. You will be on the call this week with Jim Nance and Tony Romo coming to us from SoFi Stadium for the Chiefs Chargers, Chargers home opener. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but I'm going to start here. Week one in the books. We know that sideline reporters are covering the game differently this season. So what was the experience like for you in week one? Yeah, it was very different. It was certainly strange, um, you know, from just even getting to, you know, the hotel and the stadium to, you know, the testing side of it, to the masks, to the location, to not being on the field. Uh, I was fortunate. I was able to get out there on Saturday and kind of take a walk and see a lay of the land. And um, it's it's definitely different. So we're in the first row, which is they're calling the moat. And I think it really varies from stadium to stadium. Where I was in New England, um, they were extremely helpful. And I basically had the whole row to myself. There was definitely, um, there's NFL Network there. And there were a few still photographers, but everyone was very respectful. I didn't really have to climb around people as much. It's just hard to get from one sideline to the other. Yeah. It's different. And so it's especially in New England, on one side is basically open-ended. The other side, you're going up and around and over and down. And, you know, the, the seats are tarped for the first eight rows. So it, it is, it's really, you know, cumbersome to try and get there in a, in a quick manner. Um, Communication is important with the PR staff and finding out information and injuries as quickly as mm -hmm. possible because you don't want to miss anything. Um, and then the, the interviewing, you know, was very strange. You're used to just sticking a microphone in someone's face and here you are setting up a, you know, a split screen. And we had a podium for Julian Edelman at post game and they wanted to do it on the field. And he was about 50 yards from me. And here I am like waving. Right. You know? It actually like made some for, for some levity going into the interview, but it was really awkward. Um, I think it's a week by week basis. People mm -hmm. said to me, but you're going to hear everything. You're, you have a better vantage point, but every coach is wearing a mask or at least they're supposed to be. And so you're not hearing as much and you can't see in front of the bench. Mm. You can only see behind. You can't see any angles either. So that's really different as well. But um, I think week one went really well. And you know, we'll, we'll see how week two goes. So obviously you never know what's going to happen in a game, but covering a game is usually pretty standard, but what's it like taking the challenge on this year in 2020? I think it, it's exciting actually to take the challenge on, um, you know, it is going to be a challenge. It's going to be mm -hmm. difficult. It's going to be different. I think you have to kind of think outside the box a lot of times and find new ways to bring information to fans and new stories. But I think the reporter role right now is as important as ever with all the stories, whether it's football and X's and O's to COVID and social justice. So I think there's really a lot to talk about and it's just, you know, be able to bring those to the forefront. So it is a challenge, but I embrace that. How has it affected your preparation in terms of looking at a game day? Usually you can go down, talk to players, talk to coaches in advance of that day's game. Yeah, you know, the preparation is certainly strange. You don't have that, like, interaction in front of you. You don't have that meeting where you're all sitting in the room together and you're really kind of seeing their emotions and their reactions and facial expressions. And, and you're just – it's always good just to get to know a player even more. Yeah. Um, and we don't have that, obviously. So everything is via Zoom or phone calls, and it's very different according to each team. And, you know, conference calls we've been doing in the past, but it's still – it's just not intimate. It's hard. 
Um, you only get those players. The other thing taken away basically from being in the stands and on the field is you don't get to talk to anyone pregame. So a lot of the information that I would get really comes from right before kickoff where you're finding updates on injuries, you're finding little tidbits or which way the wind is blowing and, you know, what the, how the kicker is going to adjust and to, or maybe talking to, you know, a, co a coach that you wouldn't have talked to in a meeting. And so that has been taken away. So you have to do a little extra digging, um, maybe extra phone calls and, and um, you know, try your hardest. But, you know, I, I have my routine of how to prepare and I'm going about it as of now the same way. We talk a lot in this business about maintaining relationships, building relationships, players, coaches. How are you leveraging those right now, especially in a year where you're not really getting that face-to-face -face interaction? Yeah, I mean, I think if you can and you can reach out and talk to someone over the phone, it's, it's a little bit easier. Um, but we don't share, you know, it's, I'm not like an insider, so it's yeah. not like you share phone numbers or, you know, information with coaches. It's, it's kind of difficult and everything really goes through the PR department, but they're really helpful. And if I need a, a question answered on a side or if I need a side, you know, interview, maybe we're not meeting with, you know, Edward Hilaire this week and I just wanted to pick his brain about something, you know, maybe they would set that up on the side. And so I think you have to be a little bit more aggressive in that, you know, in that way. And, and hopefully you'll get what you need going into these games. And sometimes you're just, you're not going to get that story and you're going to move on and you're going to try and, and figure something else out. So I know it's only week two, Super Bowl 55, though, going to be on CBS this year. You will be part of that. Look, you get to make it to the AFC Championship every year, but how much fun is it when you get to see a full season through? It really is. And it's strange, though, because you haven't probably seen the other team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or at all, you know? Um, so that is really awkward where you feel like so close to one team and so distant from the other. And we have myself and Evan Washburn usually big sidelines. And it's funny, I wind up usually on the AFC sideline just because I feel so comfortable with them. Um, but it is really satisfying to see that. I remember last year watching the game, you know, from, with my friends and on the couch and being like, oh, I wish I was there to watch the Chiefs actually win because we spend so much time with them and we know how much it meant to them. And to see Andy Reid first get, get his first championship – um, it would have been amazing to pay that off. So, yeah, that's one of the exciting parts about being able to, you know, do a Super Bowl and see it fully through and keep fingers crossed that we're able to get that far in the season and really and have it down in, in Tampa. Absolutely. Okay, let's get to this game this week. First home game for the Chargers, opening SoFi Stadium. How excited are you to call a game from there? Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see the stadium. I can't wait to be inside and take a look at it. I hope I can get everywhere. I know I'm not on the field, but everywhere else. Um, I wish I was doing it as a fan because I think it would be a lot more fun. I could. I, I read about all the different areas and the suites and the bar. Yeah, different the bars. Oh my God. But um, we're going to take some time. I'm going to go out on Saturday, scope it out, and then hopefully get you know, a few reports here and there from different parts of it and, and bring it really to life and, and let the fans really see what this, this is about. I mean, I think it's going to be incredible. So both teams are 1-0. What are your overall thoughts on this game? I think uh, I love the fact they're both 1-0 going in. And obviously AFC West, you know, any 
time you have these two teams together. I know yeah. how uh, the Chargers haven't fared very well against the Chiefs in the past. And I was reading a stat about Patrick Mahomes in September, and it's pretty incredible. Um, he's been flawless in this month. But um, I think what it comes down, I mean, you looked at the Chiefs uh, on Thursday night, and they looked like they hadn't skipped a beat. Now you're adding in a running back, a rookie running back, who seemed to just fit in perfectly with this offense. Um, you know, and I think the key comes down for the Chargers is to keep them off the field. And that means sustaining drives and converting third downs and punching it in when you need to. And that's not what they were able to do in game one. And I think better execution is going to be needed by the Chargers in order to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. So when you talk about that Chargers offense, it looks very different. You've covered this team for many years. Tyrod Taylor now at quarterback. What are your impressions of him, though, now fitting into this team's offense? Yeah, I didn't have a chance to really watch the full game yet. Obviously, I was working, and we usually watch it later on in this week. But um, I'd like to see him utilize his legs more. I think it's gonna. He's obviously very different than Philip Rivers, and mm-hmm. and you understand some kinks to work out. I mean, I know he was there last year, but you know this is always a, this is a new season, and they didn't have a lot of time. I mean, none of these teams, and we've seen the timing be off. Uh, with with a lot of these teams, their quarterbacks and their wide receivers. And I think, though, you do have to take, take advantage a little bit of his legs. And I think one of the best things about Tyrod Taylor is how he takes care of the football. And that's going to be really important against this team on Sunday. Now, in terms of Patrick Mahomes, one of the things the Chargers did great last week was getting defensive pressure on Joe Burrow. Mahomes, not a rookie. We're well aware of that. But how can they use that to their advantage in this week's game? Oh, you need to get pressure on him. You got to, you know, you want to say like contain in the pocket, I guess. But, you know, you have Melvin Ingram and you have Joey Bosa and you know how Patrick Mahomes has just um, been effusive in praise for those two guys, two of the best pass rushers in the league. And so um, protection is going to have to be key for Patrick Mahomes and and for this Kansas City Chiefs um, offensive line. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference in the game is um, if they can be protected, they give can't if they give Mahomes time and they could you know equalize uh, Bosa and Ingram. Well, I think it's going to be a long day for the Chargers. But the defense defensive you know, front for the Chargers is going to have to be key in this game. And then lastly, Tracy, can't talk to you without talking about We Need to Talk. I know that this week's episode aired this past Tuesday. A re-air will air Thursday morning on CBS SN. What can we look forward to this season? What's in store this year? Yeah, I I love being part of this show. And it's something we're trying to take, you know, even bigger and and kind of rebrand it even more um, and bring it to the forefront. It's it's so amazing when you have so many women on the show with different viewpoints. And we don't only talk women's sports, we talk everything out there, but just from a female point of view, which is often very different. And so this week's we certainly touched on the social justice stuff we saw in week one and how it's kind of intertwined between all these sports. We touched a little bit on Osaka winning the U.S. Open, you know, tennis championship and her wearing the Kobe Bryant jersey afterwards and and her also wearing a face mask with, you know, everyone's name on it each week. And so I think there's a lot to that. But then we also talk football and we talk the WNBA playoffs coming up. And then we had uh, the new president of the Washington football team, Jason right on who, by the way, when you, you listen to him, uh, he wins you over and he says everything you want to hear very honest. Um, he addressed everything that's happening in Washington right now and um, how he's ready than ever to take over and really help take that team to another level. So um, I think there's a, there's a lot of fun. We have a great, a great feature on Arthur blank that Dana Jacobson did 
Um, so we try and get inside a little bit. We don't just do, you know, X's and O's and recap and look forward to the next week. Um, but it, it was a really fun show this week. It was great to be back in studio, which uh, we've been doing this on yeah. Zoom the last few months. So it's really nice to be back in there. Feel some sort of normalcy a little bit, right? A little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tracy. And we'll see you at SoFi on Sunday. I can't wait. Thanks a lot.